Welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church, Accra. And now, the message. Beloved in the Lord, this is Pastor Fred Digby coming to you today from Calvary Baptist Church. We continue our study in the book of Luke. And today we'll be studying Luke chapter 6 from verse 39 to 45. Luke 6, 39 to 45. The four things to watch as a disciple. Four things to watch as a disciple. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, we come so that you will speak to us clearly and explain to us what you mean by the words you give to us in the gospel. We need you. Teach us, heal us, correct us, and help us in all things to be the people you want us to be. Because we want you to truly be our master, our Lord, our Savior, and our King. In your holy name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. One of the things people have noted is that a lot of people love Jesus. They love to hear about him. They love to go to church and sing about his wonderful deeds. When they are healed, they like to give testimonies upon testimonies. When the Lord blesses them, they talk about it and they expect him to do many, many things for, for them. And rightly so, because he can do all of those things. But believe you me, Jesus' concern was more about the disciple being like him, that his priorities become our priorities. What he loves becomes what we love. What he hates is what we hate, so that the world will know that we are different because we are children of the living God. And so, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he says all of these things. And today, in Luke's gospel, we see He's calling us to be like him, but we must be on the lookout. In Jesus' day, their city, Jerusalem, and all these other cities were constantly under attack. And so watchmen were put on posts to watch and see to it that nobody attacks and destroys the city. Today, in our companies, in our offices, in our churches, in our nation, Security has become a very big thing. Everybody's on the lookout so that nobody will destroy you. Jesus watches over us, but he wants you, his disciple, to also watch. What are the four things he wants us to watch? First, as a disciple, we must watch blindness. Secondly, watch your master. Thirdly, watch hypocrisy and criticism of others. And fourthly, watch the fruit that a man brings forth. Watching, watching. What did Jesus mean by this? Well, a lot of people in those days and today love to follow Jesus. They love to hear what he has to say. But he also has things that he wants you to do in order to be like him. Jesus told us this and we read it in Luke 6. 39, Luke 6, 39. He then told them a parable. Can the blind guide the blind? Wouldn't they both fall into a pit? This is the first one he's asking us to watch. Here Jesus compares our life, our spiritual life, to what is normal in this life. There's a leader and there's a follower. 
we are told in the world, not many people are leaders. But whatever it is, leaders have followers. So here is the charge to the Christian leader as well as the Christian follower. Can the blind guide the blind? Some people enter into a job, a church, they enter into a car, they enter into all kinds of arrangements with people and they are being led. And they hope and pray that the leader knows what he's doing. If, the, if that leader knows what he or she is doing, then you are blessed because their eyes can see. They know where they are going. They have a vision. They have a clear idea of the future. And they are doing everything that is possible. They are praying. They are saving. They are exercising. They are eating well. They are planning for their country. They are planning for their church. They are seeking the Lord's face so that they will achieve their purpose. That is wonderful. So when a person with an eyesight, good eyesight, good vision is leading, then we are heading somewhere. But it's also the obligation of those who are being led, who are following, to find out whether their own aspirations are being met. Are you growing in the Lord? Are you becoming like Jesus? As a citizen of this nation, are you being led where you ought to go? As a citizen, of a, as a member of a school, a club, a society, a church, are they leading you well? Because Jesus said, there are consequences. If the leader and the people are in darkness, both of them will stumble and fall. Now, let me give the particular example that has worried people over and over and over again in our nation. The sad truth in our nation, Ghana, is that there are more people who die on the roads than any type of death. If the last statistics I got is correct, there are more people killed every day through accidents than COVID, cancer, and all the things that happen to us. And sometimes, sometimes, some of these things are because the blind are leading the blind. What do I mean? Here is a driver who is driving. He has eyes and he's supposed to see. It is dark. Or the road is not clear, and he's speeding, he's speeding, he's speeding. And there are passengers who can tell that the driver, his visibility, the visibility of the road is bad because there's fog, there's mist, and it's dark. And nobody says anything. And he drives them, and they believe that he can see. And suddenly, bang, there's a fatal crash. It's not only the driver who dies, but many more who die. What happened here? The blind is leading the blind and they both fall into a pit. Jesus saying, if you are my disciple, I give you my word, I give you my spirit, I give you wisdom, I fill you with the spirit, I have expectations of you, but watch blindness. Do not be blind, no, follow a blind leader and do not be a blind follower. You a leader, watch your eyes, open your eyes and lead people in ways that will not cause them to stumble. That's the first sign of a responsible disciple. Watch blindness. One's leaders and how one leads are important. Be a good leader 
and be a good follower. Because the followers can also lovingly correct the leader. In this case, for instance, the accident one, say, driver, please take your time. Take your time. They may listen to you. And who will be spared? The driver and the followers. May we be guided by the Spirit of God. Yes, this. Watch. The second thing you should watch is watch your Lord and watch your Master. Verse 40. Luke 6, 40 says, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Hallelujah. A disciple is not above the teacher. Here Jesus is referring to himself. He's not referring to the normal and ordinary teacher. Some time ago, there were some arguments about what is right, what is wrong, and some people were teasing us or even taunting us as Christians that even the, the, the people who brought us Christianity, they've changed their minds, they don't go to the Bible, they, they don't believe the Bible anymore, and they don't go to church anymore. Why, why are we so religious? So, well, the fact that somebody, you went to school, somebody taught you Greek and taught you Hebrew, and you have learned how to read it well, means you are a good student. It doesn't mean that person has a monopoly of wisdom. And what he says, the interpretation is, is always right. Because they can be wrong. You have also learned, if you have learned how to read and how to write, there are students in this world who are more brilliant than their teachers, who know more, who apply modern science and technology and do wonderful things that the teachers or their leaders or their parents never heard about. But this is not what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about when it comes to the principles of life. He, Jesus, is not only human being, he's a God in the flesh. He's the only one who did not sin, he's sinless, who taught, who led, who guided, who directed, who was not confused about anything. So he say, be my follower, and if you are my follower, let me be your standard. Let me be your standard. A disciple is not above his teacher. You cannot be above me. You cannot. I'm God. The powers I have, the insight I have, it's amazing. You cannot beat me. So don't even try. But let me be your model. Let me be your standard. Aspire to be like me. Then he asked, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Hallelujah. When you are fully trained, when he's leading you day by day and night by night, leading you hour by hour, moment by moment, day by day with each passing moment, you are depending on God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You will be like your master. There are some who are so soaked with the Spirit of God that some who see you and they think you are God himself, you are a disciple of Jesus. They are so humble, and yet they are so powerful. They are so in tune with the Word of God and the Spirit of God. That's what you must watch out for. The disciple must submit. You must submit to the Master. When he says, go left, you go left, go right, you go right. When he says, stay, you stay. Don't do this, you don't do this. And when you do all these things, you are going to be like the master. He'll pour his life into you. He'll be happy with you. That is what Jesus expects. Watch the master. Watch the Lord. Watch his footstep. Watch his direction. Watch the prompting of his spirit. And truly, he will bless you in all things. The third watch 
is watch yourself as a disciple. Watch against hypocrisy and criticism of others. Isn't it so easy for us to blame, to judge, and to criticize others? And Jesus says this in our text today. Let's read from verses 41 and 42. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself don't see the log in your eye? Hypocrite, first take the log out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck in your brother's eye. What Jesus is saying is a humbling one. Watch yourself. Watch. He saying each one of us who are his disciples, we are under construction. He hasn't finished with us yet. We all have problems. We all have shortcomings. We all have blind spots. So there should be some humility in the way we live. There should be an acknowledgement that we haven't reached there yet. And so, what do we do? Those who like criticizing others. Remember, he said, you have a log in your eye. Because you have the log, you are blind, you don't even see it. And somebody has speck in their eye, you are able to see. See, the criticizer has the biggest problem. You're the one who is criticizing. You have a big, big problem. So why, how do you notice the speck in your brother's eye, but you don't notice the log in your own eye? You know, a preacher said this to me one time. There was somebody who was criticizing the church, criticizing so many people. And then this elderly pastor said, can we go and visit this man and pray with him? I said, why? See, this man who is always criticizing and always condemning the church, the spiritual thing, people, said, look, anybody who is criticizing the church of God, the people of God, there's nothing right that he sees in the country. Everybody is wrong. He's the only one who is right. That person has a big problem because they don't see the, the, the log in their own eye. They're seeing the speck in everybody's eye and they are criticizing. So what did we do? He said, okay, let's go. We went. And this man kept talking and complaining and condemning. And the priest just simply said, can we help you? I think you have a problem. And oh boy, did the man pour out his heart. Yes, he's been disappointed in life. His wife has left him. He has money. He cannot send the money. He has sicknesses and conditions and nobody seems to like him. And the priest just gently told him, you criticize too much. You have fault yourself. You have weaknesses yourself. Are you able to ask the Lord to help you and to guide you and to direct you? Do you know that you need people? And this man listened and listened and listened. He said, do you go to church at all? Do you read the Bible? Do you apply it? The man said, no, I don't do any of those things. So, well, let me tell you one thing. In the words of your master, anybody who is always criticizing people and does not accept and admit that he, he has a problem is a hypocrite. So what do you mean? What do you mean? And of course, a man took the Bible and said, said, how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye when you yourself don't see the log in your eye? Hypocrite. 
first take out the log out of your eye. He said, take out the log out of your eye. You know, the priest said, yes. You have a log in your eye. The way you speak, the way you talk, the way you condemn people, you are trying to prove to everybody that you are right. Are you right? Are you clean? Are you God? Are you Jesus? Instruct the man that he is wrong. He must be wrong. He must be wrong. Why? You see, because Jesus, he says something out here. When you keep, when you keep criticizing others, you are making yourself a judge. You know everything. You see everything. You are the only one who is right. Then it means you are God. And he says, judging yourself or oneself enables you to see clearly and to see how you can help others. Yes, if you can accept that I am wrong or I could be wrong or I was wrong. Uh, once, upon, once upon a time, I also made this mistake. You see, the Lord is just basically teaching us. Be humble. Let him correct you. In 1 John 1, 8 and 9, he said, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. But when we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So there are so many people who are experts in deceiving themselves. And they are misled into thinking that they are right and everyone else is wrong. May the Lord help us to know that you can be wrong. Well, it says there's an antidote. When you are able to judge yourself, when you are vulnerable, when you prove to people that I can also be wrong, or when the Spirit of God convicts you and you go back and say, look, I criticized you, I was wrong. I was wrong. The Lord says, you receive his forgiveness. You will receive his empowerment. You will receive his guidance. And you will be able to help others as well. Watch out against hypocrisy in the criticism of others. Beloved, today we are looking at the standard that Jesus set for his disciples. Those who say we are the followers of Jesus. He doesn't want us just to follow him like babies, but he wants us to mature. And here are the marks of the disciple. The disciple watches out for certain things. You watch for and against blindness. You are not a blind leader, neither are you, are you a blind follower. You engage others. Secondly, you watch the master. The standard of the master is your standard. Jesus is your standard. To be like him, to be like him, to be like him is your standard. Thirdly, you watch against hypocrisy and criticism of others. You should not be known as somebody who is just a, a malcontent. You are dissatisfied with everything, criticizing, gossip, and lying. You have a problem. Remember the Bible says, we would account for every word that comes out of our mouth. And that brings me to the fourth one, which is a classic, classic, classic part of the parable, Jesus told. And I'll read it from verse Luke chapter 6, from verse 43 to 45. It really doesn't even need anything to be added to it. But let me read it and say a few things. See, a good tree doesn't produce bad fruit. On the other hand, a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs 
aren't gathered from thorn bushes or grapes picked from a bramble bush. A good man produces good out of the good storeroom in his heart. An evil man produces evil out of the evil storeroom, for his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. Hallelujah. Jesus is speaking to farmers who would understand what he's talking about. But you can also imagine, you can also learn something from this. Say, watch for the fruit that comes from a person's life. That's their, what they say, their behavior, their action. So that a man can be so quiet and you think he knows everything is a gentleman. Then he opens his mouth and says, who is this? The lady opens her mouth to speak and you wonder, who is this? When we were growing up, we used to go to people's homes and gardens and pluck mangoes and oranges. But one time we noticed we went to somebody's house. Then there was a tree. I believe it was a it was a tree of tangerine, and it had a lot, a lot of fruit on it. And nobody seemed to even go near it. And yet they went to another tree and kept throwing stones at it. So some of us who thought, well, those who didn't uh, pluck it, they didn't know what they were doing. We went to pluck it. When we ate it, it was as bitter as quinine. It was as bitter as you can think about. Then we realize why nobody goes near it. And the sweet one constantly, constantly attracted people. Jesus is saying something here about your life. Once in a while, a good tree may produce a bad fruit. Yeah, the, the fruit doesn't form well. It drops or insects bite it or worms go into it. So it's not very good. That's our life. There's nobody who is totally perfect. Once in a while you say the wrong thing or you make a wrong move. Yes, you are a good tree on the whole, but some things happen. Go back quickly and confess and ask your Lord to take you back and realign you. That is not what the Lord is talking about. But there are some bad trees. A bad tree doesn't produce good fruit. This person is constantly producing bad fruit. Their language is bad. Their thought is bad. Their plans are bad. If this person is your leader, is your companion, is your spouse, is your friend, or you claim it's your friend, then watch it, watch it, watch it. The person is taking you off. You would never get there. See, every tree is known by its fruit. If the abundance of the fruit that is there is not edible, it's a person is a social misfit. Watch it. Don't go there. Don't go there. Every tree produces after its nature or its kind. Some people keep quiet until they open their mouth. Then you wonder what is in it. Like Job's three friends, they went to see Job who was sick. They empathized with him. They sat down and didn't say anything. Then when they opened their mouth and the kind of thing that they were saying, it was terrible. Because out of the abundance of the heart, their mouth speaks. That is what the Lord wants us to know. What is Jesus saying in all of these things? He just saying, when he says, watch, 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 watch. What he's basically saying is that, look, I need you to be like me. And you want to be like me. Let us enter into an alliance so that I can be your coach, your guide. 
a director. So first, give your life to me. If you don't know me as the Lord and Savior, just call on me by saying these words, Lord Jesus, I know I cannot make this standard. I know I have blown it. I have not been watching. I have been led astray. Today, I give my life to you. Come into my heart. Lead me and guide me in the paths of righteousness. Fill me with your spirit and I'll be your servant as you become my Lord and I follow you. Amen. If you pray this prayer, we'll be glad to help you. We'll give the details at the end of the program. But I believe I'm talking to you and I who say we are Christians. And yet we are not watching because we are blind as a leader or blind in the assembly in which we are. Are you going to be light and salt of your world and your community? Are you watching the master or you are watching the preacher, you are watching the politician, you are watching the movies and you take your standards from there and you say, Lord, be my standard. Are you watching your tongue, the things that you are doing that are so hypocritical, always blaming others? And you say, Lord, Lord, help me. Give me the fruit of the Spirit that I will be able to follow your standards for my life and not be constantly judging others. Even if I need to correct them, I correct them in love because I'm seeking their good. But above all, what fruit am I bearing? Am I bearing the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness? All from me is coming filth, corruption, immorality, licentiousness, adultery, fornication. It's a song we've been singing the whole of this month. And let that guide us. The words of the song, breathe on me, breath of God, fill me with life anew, that I may love what thou dost love and do what thou wouldst do. Breathe on me, breath of God, until my heart is pure, until with thee I will thy will to do and to endure. It goes on. As we sing this, as you meditate on this, as you pray to the Lord, He's always ready to listen to you. And let us pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I bow to you because I need you. Help me to watch the four watches. Watch my blindness. Lord, help me to watch you and imitate you, submitting to you as my master. Help me, Lord, purge me of the sin of hypocrisy and judgment. In doing that, I condemn myself, but Lord, forgive me. And Father, what fruit am I bearing? Let me bear juicy fruit by attracting others with my words, my speech, and it starts with my heart. Spirit of the living God, fill me to overflowing. Amen. Until next week, meditate on this as you watch. This is Pastor Fred bringing you greetings from Calvary Baptist Church. Stay blessed, now and forevermore. Amen.
been the radio broadcast by Calvary Baptist Church with Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, our senior pastor. We hope this message blessed you. Be sure to join us God willing next week, the same time and station. We are in Adabraka, opposite Mr. Big's restaurant, near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. Also in Shiashi, across the motorway from the Accra Mall and Botiano. Call us on 0243-690-485 or 0302-231-854. Contact us on WhatsApp at 0200-181-680. Visit us online at www.calvarybaptistgh.org. Write to us, Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com.